Hello, everyone out there in green room land. How you doing? This is your host, Ray Ray Renate. Formerly called Ray Renate. Now Ray Ray Renate. That's right. right. Ray Ray Renate. And you might as well use your special effects on your soundboard when you can. That's what I always say. Today, my guest is the woman you just heard singing Bridge Over Troubled Water in her disco version, Carly Ozard. Carly, Carly's been a good friend of mine for a long time. I think I've known her for 20 years, around 20 years, 19 or 20 years. We performed together in a musical, uh, what was the first one? I think it was maybe Ragtime at Foothill Musical Theater in Los Altos, California. And then uh, we, we performed together in... Uh, West Side Story at Broadway by the Bay in San Mateo, California. And Carly's career has really taken all kinds of interesting directions. Carly is a, a playwright. She's writing a musical. She's a singer, fantastic singer. She sings in all venues. She sings opera. She sings in nightclubs. She sings cabaret. She sings in musicals. She sings with a Grateful Dead band. Yes, she does. And she has been signed with the uh, electric dance music company, Sobel Nation Records. Her dance music is popular all over the world. She has uh, worked in New York City and uh, in London in San Francisco. Our interview uh, went great. I had a great time, of course. And so now after that incredible introduction, I bring you... Carly Ozard. In Tennessee, didn't they just outlaw trans performers? They're they're doing a lot of bad stuff. And, and they kind of lumped it in with strippers, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so a lot of they're they're targeting drag and trans people and drag and trans performers. And now they've just passed a bill that could gut marriage equality for same-sex and interracial couples. So... In Tennessee? What year is it again? Was that in Tennessee also? Yeah. It just came out today. I just saw it on Instagram. Interracial? Yeah. So let me try to find (laughs) it. Oh my God. That's like from when I was a boy. Yeah, I know. Anti-drag bill passed in Tennessee are straight from history's playbook. The bill that passed in Tennessee last week restricts adult cabaret performances in public or in the presence of children and bans them from occurring within 1,000 feet of schools, public parks, or places of worship. So basically, I'm not allowed anywhere in Tennessee, and neither are most of my friends. So, so the thing that I, because I, I read that, and I want to, I want to make sure that I'm understanding, and I don't want to make it. It's terrible, but I don't want to. I don't want to, in my mind, make it worse than it is. So maybe you can help me with this. So, I also hear it says in public or with children around. 
Yeah. Not, not that I think that children are going to be harmed by drag queens. As you know, <laughs> I don't think that. But does that mean that it's like if it's in a venue where drag performers perform that it's okay? It as says, long as there's not children in there? Bans them from occurring within a thousand feet of schools, public parks, and places of worship. Okay. And thousand feet. Yeah. (laughs) That's the magic. Like if a drag queen gets closer to than a thousand feet to you, you might become one. Apparently. And then um, there's a separate one Mm -hmm. that bans transgender minors from receiving gender affirming care. So they're banning people's rights to live and exist. Basically. What, what was the what was the last one? So they're banning transgender minors from getting um, gender affirming care. So oh, if yes. somebody is transitioning and they want to go on hormones or blockers or something like that, they're banning that. Right. Um, and there's a fine, and uh, you can get up to a year in jail if you perform. Adult cabaret, it bans drag queen story hours, which yeah, that's are the main really, thing, really yeah. important in our communities for so many reasons. Um, and drag queen story hours, not only are they fun, mm-hmm. but it allows kids who might be queer to see other queer people in awesome like community positions and it also helps other people to see how to get along Mm -hmm. with someone who might be different from them yeah and this has put the kibosh on that um oh right so they're that's true no more drag queen story hours in tennessee Unless the kid is, unless the children are more than a thousand feet away. (laughs) So we're going to. So you can just use big speakers. Yeah. I mean, Mary had a little lamb. Um, It's lace was white as snow. I think the worst part, too, is that it means. Either children cannot attend gay pride parades or events. Yeah. Because if children are present, then the police have the right to arrest any drag queens that are at their own events. Right. If children are present. And if they pass by a church or a school and there happens to be like school, like Saturday school or people are attending church. They can just, they could have like cops out there, like uh, arresting drag queens. It's really cruel. My niece went to her first gay pride parade a few years ago. I was with her in Nashville. Yeah. I wrote a whole song about it. Um, That gay pride parade was one of the most special days of my life because I got to go with my brother, my sister-in-law and my little niece And I got to see all of these incredible drag queens and I saw all these kids there. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, we've come so far because 
30,000 people turned out for the parade and one protester was there. And we all felt really, really sorry for him. (laughs) Um, And now my niece and her friends can't go to these events. And whether people want to admit it or not, there's queer people everywhere of all ages. And they're trying to control something that's not possible, nor should it matter. Um, It's absurd. And again, even if your kid isn't queer, it would behoove them to get along with people who are different from them because that's how compassion and empathy are nurtured. And again, who cares? Well, they have this ridiculous fear that if a child is near a a person in drag... Telling a story that they will become a person in drag or they will become gay or a sexual aberrant or something like that, Uh, which is the silliest, stupidest thing I've ever heard that uh, like these. First of all, it's it's like it's political fodder. I mean, they just stick that out there to to raise the ire of the MAGA people. that's why they're doing it because these people are many of them are religious fanatics. Uh, many of them are super ignorant about anything outside of their own sphere of, of the world, and th- and they're afraid of it. And they're making I it in, and, and they're turning it into means... a, they're turning it into a problem when it's not a problem. Yeah, and I feel bad because it just <sighs> means they've never gotten to experience the joy of a drag show before. Oh my god, it's so much fun like, and. Yeah, <laughs> I've done drag once in my life in in a in a musical. Hey, who's this, Daisy? That's Hello. Daisy. Hello, Daisy. Daisy, here, baby. Let's see, Daisy. She's loud. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, once in my life in the in the uh, musical uh, Angry Housewives, and uh, I can say that it was one of the most fun things I have ever done. It was freeing. It was fun. I looked forward to every performance. It was just a blast. Oh, I can't hear you. You're, you're, you have, uh, you're, you're muted. Oh, no. Oh, now you're back. Okay, weird. I didn't touch it. Uh, oh, I lost it. my internet connection. Uh, okay. Even on RuPaul, they have episodes where they dress uh, straight people up in drag. And then they ask them, you know, for their feedback after and everyone, I think it was AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. He just felt super empowered doing it. Yeah. Um, Lots of straight people. It's fun. Enjoyed it. And then there's also women that, you know, women appearing as drag queens has become a really big part of entertainment in San Francisco. You've done it, haven't you? Oh my god! I mean, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of weird. I still say that I'm like drag queen adjacent because I haven't gone on as a person. Oh, okay. You know, I'm still headlined as I still headline as Carly Ozard. So, but there may be the birth of a new baby drag queen in October this year. Um, for my show at Martoonies, we're doing an acoustic Grateful Dead night. Mm-hmm. And I may host the show as Scarlet Begonia. 
That's your that'll be and your that drag would name. be my drag name and the birth of my drag persona. Oh, um, but the thing is, is like I don't want to book multiple gigs as Scarlet Pagonia. Like it would just be for that night for fun, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah, but um. <sighs> Yeah, you know, there's you know, really no drag in Grateful Dead, so I thought, why not call it Grateful Drag and call it a day? But <laughs> just for fun, just for that one night. But the fashion that could be created out of the Grateful Dead look could be really, really exciting and fun. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I could talk about my solo show, my, my show Martoonies that's monthly, and I can, but like. My heart's really heavy right now because, you know, I'm an ordained minister and I got ordained to marry a gay couple over 10 years ago. And today, Tennessee passed a bill that basically says that, you know, people are allowed to refuse to perform a marriage if they disagree with it. So what their government is doing is they are blocking avenues for queer people and their rights to exist. And the bill says that like, you know, due to religious beliefs, people can refuse to marry someone or to marry to people in Tennessee. And so it also applies to mixed race couples. And it also applies to transgender couples. So they're just blocking marriage equality. They're blocking performance and free speech, like John Stewart said. They're what's the word? Like claiming false things left and right that like a drag queen will make your child gay. That's not true. That's not accurate. That's not real. Um, they're demonizing queer people and they're hurting our community. So today's a sad day and it really sucks because like their gay pride celebrations are incredible. Their queer um, community in Nashville is amazing. It's abundant. There's drag shows, there's gay bars. There's a whole community there full of really amazing movers and shakers and they're just trying to live their lives. And now all this stuff is happening to them. And I really do call on the allies in Tennessee, especially the songwriters who can write and create music around this situation. I mean, I wrote a song all about what it felt like to witness what I thought was progress in the South with 30,000 people attending gay pride with one lame protester Mm. You know, yeah, and that song, I just wrote it about the experience, but it's actually incredibly uh, accurate for what's going on right now. And we've got singer songwriters and performers in Nashville. Nashville Repertory Theater is there. There's a theater community there that's booming. There's the Lipstick Lounge, which is a fantastic lesbian bar. That community is hurting, and I really hope that the allies show up. You know, stop eating at Chick-fil-A. 
stop being friends with anyone that believes in any of this stuff. Post on social media. Write a song about it. Vote. March. Attend things for people who can't. If I were living in Nashville, I would be out there right now, you know? And that's what I call on allies to do. Well, because I saw it with my own two eyes. 30,000 people attended that gay pride parade. So all of those people should be fighting. Well, that's what the fanatics in Tennessee are railing against because there are too many of those people in the state and they can't stand it. So they're going to try to destroy people's freedom. How they do this in the name of religion astounds me. Can you imagine Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ himself. I deny you the rights to your humanity. Jesus Christ would have walked in the gay pride parade with everybody else. Of course. And these people claim to be Christian. It's amazing. But they shouldn't be eating at Chick-fil-A anyway because it's going to give them a heart attack. So not only for your health should you not eat at Chick-fil-A, but yeah, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is a company that's extremely like MAGA right wing. Yeah, they fund anti-LGBTQ foundations and things. And same with Hobby Lobby. What is Hobby Lobby? It's an arts and crafts store. Let's take a short break and listen to Carly's song, First Pride. It was in Nashville And it was three years ago Up until probably the mid-80s, before the big horrific crisis here of AIDS, we had a place called Finocchio's in San Francisco. Tilly used to work there. Which, yes, and I used to go there quite often because it was so much fun, and it was a drag show. Yep. Uh, top-notch. As AIDS came along, it really went downhill, and then it went out of business. But I remember before AIDS, the, the guy who worked there, the... It was a it was a drag queen, and uh, the the MC the, the MC for most of the shows, and I believe he was a guy who lived in Los Altos with his wife and kids. <laughs> I love that, and he was fantastic. Uh, it's just a, it's an art form that anybody can participate in, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, it's an art form like any other art form, and it's fun. And if people it's, decide to wear costumes and perform in women's costumes, that's their right. 
It hurts nobody. It's fun. It's a culture. It's a performance option. And it's something that anybody in this country should be able to do whenever they want. And also we got to include drag kings in on that too. Drag kings, yeah. Drag kings are Tell great. us about drag kings. What are drag kings? Drag kings are um, either women or trans women who perform, you know, as, as men. men. Yeah. I have not seen any drag kings, oh, but I would really? like to. Oh, I, I don't think I have. a bunch. Oh my gosh. Or my maybe friend, I have and I don't remember. My friend Carol Chen has performed as a drag king before. My friend Fudgy Frotage has. In fact, Fudgy has a big following and has like a, you know, he he's notorious for uh, his performances. I've, I've seen drag kings for a long time. And uh, yeah, um, drag kings are wonderful. And, you know, it's the same thing. They put together an act like a drag queen does and they they perform. Sometimes they'll sing live and other times it'll be lip syncing. And it can't be a man, too, I'm assuming. But I just I haven't seen a male drag king. I have seen, you know, either women or transgender or non-binary people as drag kings. But I would imagine it might be kind of difficult for a man not really. There's women who perform as drag queens all the time. I, and no, I know, no, I know. Yeah. It's just that, well, maybe I don't understand it because I haven't seen drag kings, but, uh, you know, drag has a certain style about it. And I could see where a man or a woman could adopt that style and you would know, okay, that's someone performing in drag. But when you see men perform as, say, like a Tom Jones act, uh, um, and you wanted to do that as like a drag king, for, let's say, how would you do that and not just look like a guy who's impersonating Tom Jones? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I feel like it's about how the performer ha- um, builds themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, like, for instance, San Francisco has the Imperial Court, which is a 501c3 nonprofit contingency of drag queens and drag kings and other performers. I've been a member for years. Lots of people are members. Uh, They're title holders. And uh, what we do is we perform for charity. And it's often held in a bar in the Castro or in the Mission or in um, South of Market is usually like the three locations Mm-hmm. where it is and occasionally at aunt charlie's in the tenderloin and what happens is all of these performers assemble to perform for a charity that usually the producer of the event has picked and so people get on stage and if they're a live performer like me they sing live usually to a track um but often it's a lip syncing thing and a lot of our male emperors dukes um and other male roles in the imperial and ducal courts perform on stage and the tips they get go towards the charity so there's a lot more performing with lip syncing as men than you would think at least in a couple of these neighborhoods you know that makes me think of something so here is a a drag performance that you just described where they're collecting money 
for people who need it yep. as, as donation. In addition to that, every, I can say this absolutely, every drag performance I've ever been to has been the most uplifting, positive, yep. most human affirming thing uh, I have ever seen. It's up there with, with the best shows I've ever seen in terms exactly. of affirmation of humanity and love and acceptance joy. and joy. And it's these people in Tennessee are clueless. Yes. And also I'm very upset about what you just told me regarding this law, apparently that you say, and I believe you is passed about them being able to refuse to marry people yep. if they don't, agree with their religious beliefs. Yeah. So That's I'm an ordained minister and I will come to your place in Tennessee and I will marry whoever. FYI, putting that out there. Good. All my Tennessee <laughs> listeners, contact I Carly. Bill will marry, marry all your asses. <laughs> I think I have three listeners in Tennessee. You hear that, Tennessee? Yay! <laughs> wow what is this world coming to i just Boy. want to know what year it is well we gotta you know things are scary right now our democracy is getting whittled away by these fanatical people who have a lot of power and it's, it's wild yeah it is wild very very wild i did um, send you my song just now my nashville song if you want to play it you can oh thank you this um, is the song about about uh yeah it's about when i went to pride? my first gay pride in tennessee mm -hmm. yeah and it isn't released yet um i made it with leo frappier um my producer and it's inspired by ed sheeran mm. and uh basically what happened was i went to the gay pride parade like i said was like really worried that there was going to be like Westboro Baptist people there. Yeah. And there weren't. And 30,000 people turned out for this parade. And then the uh, one protester was just like, oh, whatever. And then um, <laughs> later we went to this bar out in a town called Old Hickory. And Old Hickory is about like, Oh, 30 minutes away from Nashville. And it's literally like everything's named after like racists, like Andrew Jackson way is out there. <laughs> and so we went to the bar and I knew the DJ and he pulled me up to sing and I picked thinking out loud, Ed Sheeran. And I, there was no one in the bar. So I was like, I'm going to sing to no one. And what I didn't know was that there were actually a ton of people drinking outside and it started to rain and I started singing and all these people came in dressed in their pride attire. There were people in butterfly wings. There were people in rainbow clothes and they came in and it started to storm outside and they all took to the dance floor while I was singing, thinking out loud. And it was a ton of same sex couples and their friends all dancing while I sang thinking out loud in old Hickory on Andrew Jackson way. Oh. And I was like, I think we might be okay. And that's what this song is about. 
I don't know if I know that song. No, I haven't released it yet. Oh, oh, and so oh you have your it song, you, Thinking yeah, Out you Loud. Have it oh, oh, okay, awesome. Oh, you don't know if you know Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran? Yeah, yeah. You would know it if you heard it. I, oh, okay. Um, yeah. And, something uh, I haven't heard, or I probably heard it. I just don't know. I, I don't associate the title with, with, with the song. Thinking Out Loud. Honey, we found love right where we are. Oh, of course, are. I've heard that song. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. called Thinking Out Loud. Okay. And I love that song. I thought I was going to sing to literally like three people. And all these people came in from outside. And I uh, didn't know they'd been drinking outside. It was amazing. And it was so cool. We were in one of the like... <laughs> more conservative pockets of the country and people coming in wearing butterfly wings and rainbows and dancing together. I was a wreck. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think that there are just a, a few people who influence things so strongly and, and we start to believe that it's everyone. Like you say, it's one of the most conservative places there. And yet Nashville all- is not. Yeah. Nashville is a blue dot. I see. In the state. It's a blue dot in the middle of the state. But go 30 minutes away any direction. And you got your you got your Trump loving Americans. It's a lot more progressive, but now things like this bill these multiple bills being passed is very heartbreaking. Especially after I I looked around and thought I saw change and wrote a whole song. Well, maybe somebody will bring it to the Supreme court or something because it should be unconstitutional. Unconstitutional? It is. It's discrimination. And wasn't there a federal law already passed? uh, That's like a few years ago. (laughs) Yeah. So they're already breaking the law by passing this law, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody will overturn it then. I hope. I guess there are two different laws here. So tell me about your songwriting and you're also writing a musical. I am. So uh, my songwriting is always, you know, improving. I hope Mm -hmm. I've only been doing it really actively for about four years. I really enjoy the process. I really enjoy exploring multiple genres so far, I've worked, obviously, on EDM with my label, So Metal Nation Records. And then I work with my producer, Leo Frappier, with the House of Frappier here in San Francisco. Um, and then, of course, I work with multiple other musicians um, to explore different genres. So Jerry Herrera, my one of my friends who's also an amazing songwriter, singer, guitarist, banjo player, drummer... He's insane. Um, he and I have written a couple tunes together that I'm super proud of. And you can hear all my stuff on Bandcamp. And that's how we get paid is through Bandcamp. If you buy okay. my music on Bandcamp, the money goes directly into our pockets. Um, so we wrote Five Years On together. And Odin, my boyfriend, who's also a fantastic singer-songwriter and guitar player, uh, he and I have written a song called Drifter, and that's a song that's pretty folky, I'd say. And uh, then this first Pride that I hope you'll share, I'd say it's more on the 
country rock side of things. Um, and then my EDM stuff is just, you know, dance music for anyone who wants to move. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I'm writing this musical and this musical is a huge deal to me. I was a busker in the subway in Manhattan for years. And I sang for the New York subway systems. You have to audition to get in. It's called music under New York. It's a whole audition process. And I met so many people and I was filmed singing in the long Island railroad. And when the guy who filmed me posted me to his Instagram, there were 40,000 people on his Instagram and I got a lot of followers and likes. And one person through that reached out to me and said she was this gentleman's close friend. And so I assumed that she was here in New York with us. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that she's actually in Trabzon city, Turkey, which is near this Aegean sea. And she's Greek and transgender. And she's been living with her family who basically have this modern day Rapunzel thing going on with her, where they're basically like, stay in the barn. Don't make yourself noticeable and she's had a pretty lonely life because if there's any queer people in her village it's not really talked about it's not really celebrated and she's had a lot of hard times presenting male but being a woman and i've gotten to know her for three years on instagram and she unfortunately has a heart condition so she can't take advantage of services to apply for a visa to come here or go somewhere where it's a safer, more accepting place for her. So I decided to write the musical of, well, what if she was well and could come over to the United States? So the musical takes place in the Long Island Railroad and in a barn in Trabzon City, Turkey at first. And the subway busker, played by me, meets her because her friend videotaped me singing. And I show her Instagram account to a bunch of people who work in the trains and live um, around that area who are commuters every day. And we all come together to bring her over to the United States by the end of act two. And there's a love story because through me, she meets the Long Island Railroad, you know, shop owner who's, who runs a shop in the trains and they connect and they fall for each other. And it's a whole story of getting her to the United States so that she can become the woman she's always meant to be. And the entire orchestra is subway musicians. And I am very excited about it. I have six songs written. Odin has put his music to one of the songs and it's spectacular. Um, I have, uh, I'm in the middle of writing act two 
right now. So we're getting there. And there's a role for you in there, Ray, because I wrote it with you in mind. I know. How exciting. <laughs> I have you as the liberal dad who goes to all the P-flag meetings that like loves his queer son and is like super embarrassing. Also, I won't have to act then. I can just be myself. <laughs> just super like you're like that really embarrassing dad that like takes pictures of, every, you know, and is like, the kids are like, oh, my God, stop. <laughs> so, yeah, but you have a, a real love of your of your Greek heritage, even though, you know, whatever. Does it have a title <laughs> yet, your show? Yes, the show is called The Brightness, and I'm accepting funding. I have a coffee account set up for The Brightness, and I have all the information I can send you. Um, you can find it on my link tree as well. If you follow me on Instagram, at Carly Ozard Sings, you can look at my link link, which is in my bio, and that will lead you right to The Brightness and how you can fund it along. And I have a meeting with a hopeful music arranger next Thursday. So fingers crossed, he's going <laughs> to review all the material and decide if he wants to take this on as, an, as a project. Nice. So. Well, we'll put all those links in the notes. How exciting. Yay. So you actually, who, who did you say you were meeting with? Well, I'm meeting with a, a, a person that's a very prominent musical arranger okay. and music director here in the Bay area. I don't want to say any names yet. Right. In case he's like, I don't want to do it, <laughs> but um, he's really interested in the project. And so I have a meeting to sort of pitch the show to him. And if he takes it on, that's going to be a pretty mean orchestration uh, of the score. So I'm really excited. How exciting. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for you. Thanks. You've done so many things. I mean, you, you've been you've been in so many musicals. You lived in New York. You performed in so many of the venues there with a lot of famous people. You moved back here. You have your own show every month at Martoonies. On the last Sunday of every month, last except Sunday. June. <laughs> Martoonies in San Francisco. You're writing a musical. Uh, and you do so much more. I don't know how you do it. It just pours out. Yeah. And uh, now it's about taking it to the next level. I'm working with this team uh, and then I'm pitching my musical next week. And, you know, that's just part of the process. Now, when you write music, you write the words and then do you you write the words first and then put the music to it? Or do you write the music first and then put the words? How do you do it? It really depends on the situation. The last few songs that I've written have honestly come to me when I'm just like sitting here and I'll hear like, okay, so one of the songs that I'm writing is about my experiences as a person of size in New York. And that's coming out soon. It's literally in the final stages right now. And um, it's called come at me again. And um, you know, when people go to like, fight they go come at me bro come at me like so <laughs> yo um, come at me yo yeah yo come at me bro yeah, yeah they would say so bro like, now yeah. i mean why yeah, would you if so, you're about to fight someone why would you call them bro that doesn't make any sense to me but go ahead i don't know yeah. i don't know but like literally the melody line for that came to me just like out of the blue really and i was just sitting there and it was just like come at me again you know and it just like sort of took off yeah um other times, and I'm not proud to admit this, 
but I'll hear a song that I know really well and I can write a whole new melody to that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a form of plagiarizing without telling people. Well, everybody does that now. Yeah. It's so cool to watch you grow as an artist. I mean, I've known you since you were a teenager and now I look at you and you're just like, like this production of art person. Like you're, you're in a rock band, you're in a country, you do country, you do, you do, uh, who do, uh, what's his name? Grateful um, Dead. Grateful I, Dead. Like, it's so crazy. This whole Grateful Dead thing is so random. You're doing cabaret, you're doing comedy, you're doing martinis, you're writing a musical. Like, you're just coming into your own creatively. It's so amazing to watch. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. I don't fit into anything. You know, I do a lot of different things and I don't really fit into like a corporate niche of anything, really. It's right. just kind of like, hey, I, I feel like it's about the message behind whatever you're working on. There's some songs where like they can't not be a country song or they can't not be a rock song. And so I think that's what I'm really good at is hearing what should be behind whatever is being conveyed, which makes me a good, you know, musical theater teacher too, mm -hmm. because when I'm working with my kids at Berkeley Playhouse, you know, and we're discussing the difference between rent and the sound of music, I'm able to help them see the difference between contemporary and legit approaches to these songs, you know? Yes. And so that's where I can hone my skills as well. It's, it's about the intention behind it and what communicates the message of the song or the play best. Mm -hmm. And that's about community outreach. If I don't know how to do something, that's what my different Facebook groups are for. And that's what the different networking is for. Is like, hey, I really need this type of a riff on here. I don't know how to do that. Can you get me that? You know, it's about asking. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Carly. Really thanks, appreciate Ray. it. This was so much fun. Sure. Yeah. Well, folks, you made it. You made it to the end of my little chat with Carly Ozard. Yeah, that was fun. I always like talking to her. Hope you're having a great, wonderful, fantastic day and that you're not getting rained upon too much if you're living here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We have another atmospheric river attacking us. If you enjoyed this show, please go into Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star rating. Five-star and only five-star. That's all we accept here at the green room. Now give it a fair rating. And please tell your friends. Word of mouth, of course, is the best way for people to hear about this podcast as it is the best way for people to hear about practically anything. And social media, of course. But I'm old school. I'm old school. All right, folks. Give me the five-star rating. Give me a review if you can. Follow me wherever you can. I have a YouTube channel as well. Green Room on Air with Ray Renati. And uh, yeah. It's been real. It's been fun. And it's been real fun. Thank you again. Take care of yourselves. Love one another. And until next time, I will see you on the boards. Bonsoir.